Hello, hello, and Merry Christmas to you all. We're all back in our normal abodes. Aiden and Jamie in the Grim North, and Scott banished to the mines from whence he came. <laughs> We're all here to get festive and talk Christmas. Uh, at the end of last week, we covered what the various managers and teams might want to find under their trees. But today we're covering some uh, some possible last-minute gifts for the football fan in your life. Or, indeed, if you get a bit of money for Christmas, get a couple of vouchers for Christmas. For you! Jamie, I know you've been eager to get into this for weeks now. Why don't you uh, give us your first one first? So, my first suggestion is a little bit of a niche one. I thought we'd get, out, get that one out of the way first because it's more fun that way. So, I've gone for a book because I love football books. I feel you always learn a lot when you read football books. And the title I've chosen first up is A Memoir of Hope. Now, that's the autobiography of the US women's national team goalkeeper, Hope Solo, which, before I lose your interest, just let me explain. (laughs) So the thing with Hope Solo is that she's one of the very few female players in the world that's actually recognisable if you don't follow the women's game. And she's just a brilliant character. She has this reputation for being a little bit crazy, but she is amazing And if you have this book, you read this book, you will understand a little bit more as to why. The big criticism, obviously, with women's football is that the goalkeepers aren't always that good. In fact, a lot of the time they're quite poor. And I think that's one of the things that puts a lot of people off. But Solo is is one of the rare exceptions to that rule. She's just a different class. And I've followed women's football for a quite a while, a number of years. Me and Chris discussed at length the Women's World Cup over the summer. Yeah, and watching a lot of the World Cup over the summer, she was she was one of the highlights in the American team that actually won the tournament. I think she kept about five clean sheets in the tournament or some nonsense like that. The USA team was obviously pretty much a cut above everyone else when it came to it. There's been a lot of controversy around Solo herself in the last couple of years. Um, some pretty ugly accusations being thrown around, some court cases. I think, was the book written just before that started really coming out? Well, she's always had this reputation for being controversial, is perhaps a a nicer word to use. (laughs) Um, This book was published uh, just after the 2012 Olympics when the US won the gold medal. And um, it does cover a lot of the the, um, background to her life, why she is like she is. She's had quite a tough life, I think that's fair to say. She was conceived at a conjugal visit in prison. Her dad was in and out of prison beforehand and had quite a sketchy past. So she had a lot to, to come through to, to get where she is today. And I think that even if that you even if you don't follow women's football, I think reading this book, you will find uh, a respect for the player and the person. And I think that's uh, what strikes me most about this book. I think it, it, it certainly sounds like a, an interesting human story as much as an interesting football story. That'd be fair to say. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's the human story that brings it through. I mean, it's, it is an interesting read, even later on, more in the present day, because there is a lot of stuff about her early life that is very raw, and the emotions and, and those kind of things. But even more in the present day, she was a contestant on Dancing with the Stars in 2011, and there's lots of stories from that, again, that are just very real, very raw. She, The way that she handles situations and approaches life, it's not really what you get from other people. So it's a, it's a recommendation from you... As a football story, as a, as a human story, and just as an insight into one of, kind of world football's more explosive characters. That's pretty much how I would uh, sum it up, yeah. You don't have to like women's football to read this book. You might like it at the end. You might be more intrigued to learn more about it. So it's a win-win. Cracking. Now, who should we go to next? 
let's say Scott next. Who have you got? What have you got? What are you bringing to the uh, giant turkey-covered table? <laughs> well, I had a little uh, scout around this morning online because uh, I always leave my Christmas presents till very late on. I still haven't bought any yet, so I should probably get on that by now. Um, <laughs> but I found on a website called presentsformen.co.uk, um, as you do, um, a build-your-own 3D football stadium, which I thought was, yeah, it's a bit toyish. It's a, not, but not very serious, but at 20 quid, I thought it was okay. Because it wasn't specifically... I, I like building things, not uh, big things or anything like that, but just little... I used to like Lego when I was a kid and things like that, you know. Well, this one's made out of cards, so it's not Lego. <laughs> but yeah, you get on the advert, there's five pictures, there's five famous stadiums to choose from, and they all look really, really good. We'll post an article about this tomorrow, and um, you can check the images out for yourselves, or you can visit the website that I just quoted. It's got um, like an easy fit technology, as it uh, brands, brands itself, that requires no glue, and they take... 90 minutes to make so that's a bit bit poetic in terms of uh you know football and our website and uh everything like that but um the, the stadiums look really really good when they've been made you've got uh old trafford the emirates anfield the etihad stadium and stamford bridge to choose from and one thing i that made that sealed this for me this present for me was the fact that if you build stamford bridge you get a bus with it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's really good. I mean, it's probably not for men my age. I'm I'm 26, and we're all about that age, aren't we? But um, you know, it's it's a good thing for kids. I, I would have liked this when I was a kid, so I thought it was appropriate. I, I can actually back this up because I used to work in Waterstones, and we sold those. And they are actually we we um we made one as a as a demo kit, and they do actually. They, they come together quite well. They're, they're sturdy. They look good. They do look really realistic, don't they? Yeah, I was, quite, I was quite surprised by how good they were. You say that it's not for kids, but that sounds like something that I'd really quite enjoy. I yeah. was going to say that, but I didn't want to offend you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's certainly a, a good shot for the child or nerd in your life. Uh, or for you, if you are either of those things. Right, Aiden, what have you got for us? Well, I'd just like to say um, I'm pretty sold on the on that, what Scott just said, actually, after he mentioned the bus. I used to have a big bus fetish as a kid. <laughs> Fairly weird. And um, I think people around me were like, I'm kind of worried about this kid, so let's get him into football. And uh, and that was that. But, yeah, I still, um, I still, I still have my weak moments and uh, occasionally wish I could go back to play with my buses. So that sounds right up my street. But instead, I've gone for another book. I can hear the groans already from outside. This one is um, is by a guy called Simon Hughes, and it's called Men in White Suits. I don't read too many books, but this is one of the best I've read this year. It's um, it's about Liverpool Football Club and their dramatic fall from grace during the 90s. And it's something that you would like whether you were a Liverpool fan or not, I think, because it kind of if you are a Liverpool fan, it shows the ins and outs of, of what exactly went wrong. It's individual recollections, basically, of, of people who were involved at the time. And like we were saying about the Hope Solo book, with there being a kind of human element to it, and that comes across quite quite strongly in the book but if you're not a Liverpool fan as well you can you can have a good chuckle and and kind of look in depth how they managed to balls it all up and there are a couple of things that stood out for me um there's there's a good chapter with Jamie Redknapp where you get to um appreciate how under the how under Louisa's thumb he actually is and another one with Eric Meyer who referred to Titi Kamara as being a lazy so-and-so during the week. The Eric Meyer chapter is almost certainly the best one. I mean, it's relevant for, for all football fans 
today because it kind of encapsulates the changes that English football faced pre and post the Sky TV deal in the early 90s. So I, I just thought that was really interesting. Um, you can get it for around a tenner on Amazon with free delivery as well. So, um, so yeah, go and get it. I think you'll like it. Yeah, that's one that's been um, that's been sat on my shelf for a little while, unread while I've been working. Um, I've seen a lot of really good reviews of it. I've read maybe the first, I say unread. I've read maybe the first chapter of it. Jamie, you're Mister Mister Football Book in here, I suppose. Have you read it or looked at getting it? It's not one that I have read myself, but I have heard good things about it. Reading a book about Liverpool is not an avenue that I would normally, <laughs> I would normally go down. But Aidan is sort of convincing me here. It's the general football aspect general interest reading yeah i was gonna say it's either that or um jose Semedo's win the day and i thought that was um that would probably appeal to, to a more wider audience <laughs> that uh, win the day has been endorsed by cristiano ronaldo though, hasn't it <laughs> that doesn't mean it's good <laughs> cristiano ronaldo's film has been endorsed by cristiano ronaldo <laughs> right i've just got a little one that i want to throw in it's a little bit retro perhaps it's from p302.co.uk brands itself as football's finest moments in all their pixelated glory it's basically you can get mugs or mouse mats or uh, things along those lines printed up with a replication of the cfax page for one of your club's greatest moments that sounds great now i'm a carlisle fan because i'm just tragic frankly <laughs> uh, there's there's no way around it and i, I i've actually got one of these winging its way to me right now that I've, I happen to have convinced someone to buy for me for Christmas. Mine's the 1999 Jimmy Glass's 94th minute goal. Uh, the goalkeeper scoring to beat Plymouth Argyle in the 94th minute to keep us in the Football League. I mean, this site is to the point where there are two Carlisle goals that you can get printed up on, uh, let me see, mugs, mouse mats, uh, coasters, tablet cases. There's just about everything there. The other Carlisle goal, if anyone's interested, which nobody is, is the uh, Peter Murphy goal against Stevenage in the playoff final, uh, the conference playoff final in 2005. That sounds epic. Took us back up. But it, it's one of those that there is, you know, there's so much choice. There's um, Barnet goals, there's... Air United, Barrow, as well as obviously all the big teams, a couple of internationals. Let me see. Scott, can you guess what the uh, what the one Wales result is? It's from about 10 years ago. 10 years? Oh, um, maybe our win over Italy? It is, yeah. I can't remember the exact yes. moment, though. I need to buy that mug now. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. link, links to all of these things, uh, links to all these websites are going to go in the description of the podcast. So if any of this sounds like what you want, go and check them out. Um, I can't recommend the P302 stuff highly enough. And you can drop in a request. Uh, they, they say they only take one request per person. But yeah, they will take requests. Um, you've got a decent chance if you've got one really important goal of uh, getting a bit of memorabilia CFAX style. It's just there's nothing else like it. I'd tell you what, if I hadn't have just literally bought a tablet case, I would be buying a tablet case with the uh, 1999 Champions League final printed on it right now. Exactly. I mean, it, it's one of those things. You, you really have to be a reasonably diehard fan to want any of this stuff. But if you are, oh my God, you need it more than life. I'm definitely checking that out afterwards. Yeah. Okay, well, that's just come full circle. Jamie, what's your, what's your second suggestion? All right, so second suggestion, back to the library. Is it a book? <laughs> back to the library. I feel like we're playing charades here. <laughs> I'm going to choose here a book from, it's not brand new, it's a couple of years old, but I am Zlatan Ibrahimovic, which is just a brilliant read from start to finish. Sorry, what is it with you and mad people? 
(laughs) (laughs) They speak to me. Yeah, so this book is just, it is an an exciting read. It's interesting. There was that stuff not that long ago with the the ghostwriter, um, David Langerkrantz, which said that it wasn't actually directly quoted from Zlatan himself. But that doesn't actually change the story that much. The guy still spent 100 hours with him writing it. While there aren't exact direct quotes as such, you still get the, um, you still get the whole package of his character. And I think that's the most important thing. Um, player himself approved of it, even though he didn't say a few of the things. And you just get his story, basically, because this is one of the, the great characters of um, modern football. And there's no other way to describe him, really. You get his background growing up in Sweden. He used to go out and steal bikes as a child. What motivates him? And you understand a little bit of so why it didn't go so well for him at Barcelona, because that's obviously a, a sticking point in his career that he went to the biggest club in the world and one of the most expensive transfers of all time. And it, it didn't work out and he was gone within a year. So you get a bit of a, a picture as to why that didn't happen, as to why that didn't work out. Every modern football fan loves Latan or hates him in equal measures, even if you do. It's interesting to know about him, to know what he's like. And this book has your answers. And it was shortlisted for the William Hill Sports book as well. So, like, double endorsement. <laughs> it's not your typical autobiography either. I think that's that's uh, another key thing to point out. You get a lot of these very bland autobiographies coming out these days, especially around Christmas. And it's not like that at all. It's it's very gritty. It's very edgy. Go buy it. Buy it for yourself. Buy it for somebody else. Read this book and enjoy life. Are those two separate instructions? or yeah, They can be all-encompassing. <laughs> okay scott what's your second is it a book is it is it a film it is is it it, a play it it could it could fall into the film category oh sorry is it matthew valbuena's sex tape (laughs) oh oh well no unfortunately not i don't know whether you say unfortunately or not for that but um yeah anyway i've uh I felt really bad for the Chelsea fans at the weekend. You know, they, they've lost Jose Mourinho, their most loved coach, and they made no secret at, at Stamford Bridge of just how much they loved him, calling their players rats and this type of thing. It's just a, been a really rough season for them. So I thought, go back in the past a little bit and wrap this up and put it under the tree for a Chelsea fan for Christmas. The We Are The Champions 2014-15 Season Review DVD. I thought they could do a little bit, little bit of cheering up to back when they were great. And the description on the Chelsea Megastore site, these are the first two lines, I'm just going to write them, for, read them out for you now, and consider how different things are at this moment in time. The most dominant team in Premier League history. That's what the stats say as Chelsea stormed to their fifth title with, record, with a record-breaking run in pole position. Manager Jose Mourinho assembled a squad that combined devastating attack and invention with ruthless determination in defence. Irresistible force immovable object to be fair they have been completely determined in defense this season they've just been determined to ship goals i mean it's still 20 quid what (laughs) it's still 20 quid it's still in stock as well (laughs) no wonder (laughs) still 20 quid but you know it's 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 kind of recent because it was in 2015 after all it was only six months ago or so that it was released and there's a a five-star rating on the front from manager jose Mourinho saying we are a complete team, and that's why we're the champions. Was he giving the DVD a five-star review or just his team? I don't know whether it's a five-star re- review um, of his comment or of the DVD. Um, 
Right. Uh, yeah, 109 goals, goals, two trophies, one amazing season. I just figured since uh, Chelsea fans aren't really too happy at the moment, I thought it might cheer them up a bit. I was going to say, people just like to stick stars on things to make them look better, like the um, Man City badge. <laughs> 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 if they don't mean anything, they just have stars on them. That's something that's true. I, act- I actually had another backup idea for, for a present that didn't actually make the cut, but it's a tour of Manchester City's stadium for two, for £32 <laughs> on, a, on some website, and I thought, well, they can't be selling many of them, can they? I've been on that stadium tour. It's actually pretty good. There's a really good picture of Diddy Haman wearing um, marigolds and washing the dishes. Right then, Aiden. I've just gone with something retro. And what I meant specifically is shirts, because I think replica shirts are on the way out, but retro is, is still very much in. Uh, and I think, why why spend 50 or £60 pounds on a shirt that's going to last at most a season and will probably just be consigned to the cupboard with the rest of them? meaning nothing you might as well identify a particularly memorable season probably spend about the same amount and get a really good one still still in good nick at places like classic football shirts vintage football shirts and even toffs retro yeah get get yourself a really good one that that means something and and that you can wear year on year everybody loves a bit of nostalgia so that's uh, this is kind of what i've been wanting for the past five christmases but nobody's gone and got me the um sheffield wednesday 98.99 away shirt Bright orange, Decanio 11 on the back, worn with the collar up, of course. I've had my eye on that for so long, and, and it's, it's still not arrived. So this is this is me essentially saying, if anybody that I know and who likes me, I know that's a bit of a stretch, is listening to this podcast, then please, this this is the time. I can't wait any longer. It's not the same when you buy it yourself, is it? I would yeah. certainly uh, endorse the whole retro thing, though, and, and you mentioned Tufts. Tufts is good. Tufts is really good. Yeah. I bought myself a ship from there. Uh, quite a while ago. You suppose it fits in with my character that you'll never guess what it is. Anybody want to hazard a quick guess or should I just tell you? Is it your Celtic La- uh, do you have a Celtic Larson one? Oh yeah, but that's that's uh, that's more recent. No, this is this is um proper retro old old old. Is it some sort of Newton Heath half <laughs> half, half, half yellow? You're uh, you're getting closer now. It's it's uh it's more hipster than that, of course. Obviously, uh, it's a Uruguay nineteen fifty World Cup shirt. Uh, you were, you were. That was your next guess, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> going to, um, or hopefully going to the Czech Republic at some point in the spring. Although the, the team doesn't exist, kind of under the same banner. Uh, it's a, it's a reformed team with the same name. But one of my absolute goals when I'm out there is to get a Duke La Prague away kit. If anyone's ever listened to Half Man Half Biscuit, they'll get that. If they haven't, then but yay for retro. Yes, yeah, for retro indeed. And speaking of, well, not necessarily retro, but um, another kind of memories and moments thing, Rinks Print Shop. Uh, again, online, it's um, link will be in the description. It's just rinks.co.uk, R-I-N-C-K-S. And they do these gorgeous, gorgeous minimalist posters of, um, again, incredibly important moments for your team or for your country that kind of thing there's a um let me see some of the best there's a south end one on there um there's ricky via's goal against uh, man city and it's a i don't know if any of you have ever played score hero i think it is the app no, is that the one where you reenact goals it is the one where you reenact goals and it kind of looks a little bit like that but without the players and Really minimalist and beautiful. It's got the uh, the the goal scorer's name at the top, the team, the occasion, 
uh, the score, the time of the goal. And they're really cheap. They can get them for about 12 quid. Again, you can uh, you can request them. You may or may not get them, but if it's a if it's an important moment in your team's history, there's a reasonable chance you will. Roy Keane's goal against uh, Man City is one that's just popped up on here for me. And yeah, I just I just thoroughly recommend them as a they're lovely, lovely gifts because they are just really they look fantastic. Hey, you know you can go go down B and Q, get a cheap frame for them, and make your football fan very happy. Or just be very happy. I don't know if I showed you guys that. It, it, again, it, it's it's kind of a almost a continuation on the P302 stuff, but not quite as kind of the opposite of the C faxy blocky retro style. These look really really slick. I, I recommend it. I've I've talked completely in circles about these. Jamie, your third and final. Is it? Um, are, we, are we getting another look at your bookshelf? Yes, we are. So my final choice is called Glory Glory, Man United in the 90s, The Players' Stories by Andy Mitten. And this is, in a sense, similar to the book that Aidan mentioned before about men in white suits for Liverpool, but obviously Man United. So you've got lots of different chapters about different individual players, um, some star names like Andy Cole, Eric Cantona, uh, Nicky Butt, and then some more obscure ones like Jordi Cruyff or Jesper Blomqvist. What I like most about this book and it comes from the author more than anything else, is it's stories that you wouldn't get under normal circumstances. Each chapter is basically like a, an interview that uh, Andy Mann had with these players. His style of writing is really, really good because, and I've had the pleasure of meeting him earlier this year and talking about it a little bit, he likes to dig out the stories that people haven't heard before. And I think in this modern world that we have where we get a lot of regurgitated information, things like coming out as if you're brand new all the time every six months it's refreshing to get stories that you don't already know and i think that's quite a an interesting part of this it what what he has is the relationship with the players and the contacts to be able to get these stories they trust him to be able to paint them in a in a good light to give the proper reflection of, of what happened as i said i met him earlier this year and he was texting diego fallen at the same time you know those are the kind of that's the kind of contacts that he has the um the relationships he has with the players at united and you get some interesting stories there was a david mays one of the chapters his chapter starts with uh, an anecdote about him urinating in a taxi in 1996 hey 50 quid for that now <laughs> He did say he paid 50 quid. So it's just uh, discovering more of the stories about the players. And for me in particular, because I grew up in the in the 90s, the, uh, the mid-90s was when I first started following football and following United. It speaks to me because that's like my generation. There are other series in this book about the 70s and about the 80s by the same author. So if perhaps that's your generation, then maybe... You might find those of more interest. But again, going back to what Aidan was saying about the Liverpool book, even if you're not a diehard United fan, there is still interest in this book to be had. You can appreciate the stories as a, as a neutral football fan, as a general football fan. Maybe it's not a kind of book that a Liverpool fan would want to read, but if you just appreciate these players, the club at the time, the success that they had, and just uh, scratching a little bit beneath the surface to find the stories that you've not heard before... Yeah, because I think when you're when you're picking out reading materials and stuff, it is quite easy to get focused on your own club and uh, ignore the wider context. And I think that particular era of United was uh, was a particularly interesting one. You know, there was there was a lot going on around the club. It never hurts to broaden your worldview. Yeah, it does sound very much like um, a similar kind of setup to to what Simon Hughes did with Men in White Suits and the one he did before that, which was called Red Machine. 
from the previous decade, which was also pretty good. But yeah, like Jamie says, you, you do kind of you do want to have a little dig around and and find out more about people that you know quite well. But like he says, you you don't know the the real story sometimes. And it sounds like I haven't read the the one that Jamie's talking about, but I would quite like to based on based on what he said because that's the kind of thing that that it includes. I'd agree with that too. Um, having just watched the Premier League years, 95, 96, both the books are about that time and it's just sparked up my interest again. But they, they sound really interesting, both of them. What I show that is though, by the way, Premier League years. So good. It is so good. I think that was my favourite season, 95, 96. It had everything though, didn't it, with the uh, the Newcastle? The Keegan meltdown, yeah. Keegan meltdown, yeah. I'll be honest, I was three years old when the 95, 96 season started, so I don't remember a great deal of it. David Pleat was our manager, so I'm not too bothered. <laughs> Ron Atkinson had a, a sky meltdown as well. I, f- I forgot he was in the same season where he had a go at Richard Keyes. That was, that was quite funny. Every time anybody has a go at Richard Keyes, though, it's it is just better for society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do just kind of... Even if they're completely unreasonable in doing it, you know that you're on their side. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jamie Vardy could melt down at Richard Keyes, and I'd just be like, yeah, you make some points. <laughs> well, there there are similarities between Jamie Vardy and Ron Atkinson, aren't there? Oh, oh. So yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to disagree, but I will move us forward. <laughs> um, Aiden, what's your uh, final pick? Well, I've gone against the grain here and, and gone with a do not buy, and I would like to see fewer people buying club Christmas jumpers because you only get to wear them like at one time a year. They're overpriced, like £25. In case you haven't noticed, they all look the same. No matter what team you support, if you support a blue team, your jumper is the same as Everton's jumper, Chelsea's jumper, Millwall's jumper, Gillingham's jumper, apart from the badge. And they're quite hard to differentiate between. I think if you are going to go out and get a Christmas jumper, then just go out and get an interesting, a a fun one, something that's individual. Like the one I have here, which is, uh, I got it from somewhere like River Island last year, and uh, it's got a skiing robin on the front, and (laughs) if you squeeze his belly, he makes this noise. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, go go and be creative and and get one like that if you're going to get a Christmas jumper. Don't bother with the club-branded stuff. So what I would do in this situation is... uh, buy one in January and save it for 11 months because it'll be cheaper. <laughs> that, that's planning in advance. I think we've proved, as Scott said, well, I was having a look for things for this podcast this morning. <laughs> We're not the planning in advance time. Well, I, I sorted mine three weeks ago for this podcast. I had my list all ready to go. Well, that's true. You're the man for the planning in advance demographic, I suppose. I was excited. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't really realise that the clubs were doing Christmas jumpers. I've kind of, that's passed me by. And Scott... Um, assuming nobody else has any particularly strongly held opinions on Christmas jumpers, uh, we fall to you. I did actually come across those Christmas jumpers today, and I, I felt a bit indifferent towards them. But, you know, you, yeah, you're right about that. I mean, a generic, fun Christmas jumper would be a lot better. But um, I found, well, my mother actually saw this on the television a couple of weeks ago um, and told me about it a couple of weeks ago again, just after she saw it. And it didn't actually come to me until five minutes before we was set to start recording this. It's nothing special as such, but I know when I was a kid, I used to get so much crap from family members for kicking a football around the house, you know, breaking things like ornaments and things like that and kicking things at people's faces. But JML, the ever-reliable JML, <laughs> actually do a JML hoverball. 
which costs £12, and it's essentially half a football. The good thing about it is, it's, it looks to me like it's soft. I've not actually seen one myself, but it looks soft. And I think that there's a weight on the bottom of it that actually keeps it on the floor. Now, it's, it says the, on the features, it says it'll bounce gently off walls, furniture, and skirting boards without any damage, because it never leaves the floor. So, it's is perfect. It, I, would play, I would play that right now. Doesn't that kind of sound like the opposite of hovering, though? Yeah, I, I'm really excited <laughs> about how it works. I need to I need to go buy this. They sell it at home base. I actually saw the an advert for this on TV last night. It looked like it was like air hockey but on the floor and a football. Yeah, like to me. I'm watching the trailer for it now. I've just got it up. That looks that looks brilliant. <laughs> I want one of these for kicking around my kitchen when I'm making dinner or something. No, I was I was thinking the same thing. I thought oh, it, it works. Sorry, it it, uh, it looks like it works on carpet as well. Yeah, the the, the adverts are. Uh, are of them kicking around on carpet, which yeah. is absolutely amazing. I like the look of that. So yeah, like I say, it's only twelve pounds, so it's definitely worth it. I mean, I've got a little cousin who was just last night at my nan's house, just kicking kicking balls around. They were flying everywhere, but this would be perfect for him. He's only two, by the way, but um, it's just really good. It it looks really fun, even for me. Even even for you. <laughs> I'm definitely have to go buy this. I I've just talked myself into it. I, I liked it before, but now I've just talked myself into it and I want it. <laughs> Trouble is, when we were little we used to break my dad and I think that he could still get broken by this game. You used to break your dad. Yeah, and he used to like kick his knees. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't uh, yeah, I don't think it would uh, not on purpose, but I don't think it would solve that little problem, so I'm gonna swerve this year. Thanks. Right, now, having taken the mick out of Jamie for the last however long we've been on this record, my last pick's a book. It's Ian McIntosh's latest book. Now, if you know me, if you follow me on Twitter, um, if we've ever talked about football writing before, you will know that I deeply adore Ian's writing. Hope to God he never listens to this and hears me fanboying. But it's yes, it's called The Football Manager Guide to Football Management. Now, um, I think a lot of a lot of people know Ian for the football manager book he's written before or, or certainly con- uh, contributed to before football manager ruined my life <laughs> which I also thoroughly recommend there's some great little stories in there um, but this one is it's it's got the football manager brand on it but it's not so much a football manager book you know you, I know some people have bought this book on the strength of the name and looked through it and thought but this doesn't tell me how to set up my FM 2016 teams training at all, which it won't. It's 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 a book more about football management than it is about football manager, and I don't think it's any worse for that because you can, if you want a training guide, you can go on the internet and get a training guide. This book's got interviews galore. It's got some brilliant little snippets in it. Um, there's one about Frank Lampard. Let me see if I can just find it. Uh, there it is on Jose Mourinho and his man management style, which is obviously particularly relevant at the moment. Quote: I've never had a manager who while I'm standing in the shower cleaning my balls, tells me that I'm the best player in the world. He did that. I'll never forget it. So casual. <laughs> <laughs> um, and apparently what well, he said, you know, from that moment, the extra confidence was just there. Not only him thought that he was the best player in the world, but the manager who just won the Champions League thought it. So he came out of the shower reinvigorated, I suppose, in a way. And, you know, there's, there's little snippets like that. One of my favourite lines in the book that I did have marked down is um, talking about the kind of poacher style of, of striker. It says, pace frightens people on a primal level. There's very little you can do about pace. You can't kick people when they've already meep-meeped past you. But, you know, I mean, the, the book's full of little gems like that. Again, if you're going in looking for a book about Football Manager, 
this isn't that. Go and read Football Manager Ruined My Life, or if you've got it, go and read it again, because it's really good. Read up about all the all the players that never made it, um, all the players that never existed. But yeah, thoroughly recommend that. Again, as much as, for anything, there's um, reasonable little portions in where Jose Mourinho gets dropped in. Uh, I think there's a couple of bits where Louis van Gaal gets a mention, and obviously they're more pertinent than ever now. So yeah, timely and all. I like the sound of that. Right, has anyone got any honourable mentions before we do wrap? Yeah, I have one. I have one. It just fell off my top three after I found out uh, after I found that hoverball. But a company called Incognito from NotOnTheHighStreet.com sell something called Fingerball, which is essentially the new coming of Subutio. It's not really. Um, it's it costs ten pound, and essentially all you do is all you get for your ten pounds is. A bunch of kits which you can transfer onto your hand, onto your index finger and your middle finger and the back of your hand, and you kick a ball around with it. Um, it's not very good for a tenor, but I thought it was just really, really naff, and I thought it deserved a mention. <laughs> um, <laughs> so more, more a dishonourable mention then. Yeah. The... <laughs> I, it has one customer review. It says, Fingerball is a fun game if you are limited in terms of space. You can just play on any table or flat surface! Exclamation mark. The only disappointment was the balls, which are made of scrunched-up paper. <laughs> I no. would a real ball, but it is still entertaining. Well, so this is a this is a high-budget kind of. Uh, you're getting a lot for your ten pound. You're getting some stickers and some crunched-up paper. You definitely are. I mean, you you could always just get some paint, and if somebody's talented at painting, they could paint the kits on, but. The, the image looks okay. I think it comes with a net as well, so you don't get that. So you, That's probably worth the £10 alone. But, you know, if you lose a ball, you can always make one out of scrunched up paper. So, <laughs> perfect. If anyone at um, Fingerball wants to <laughs> wants to send us this to prove us wrong, feel free. We're always up for uh, freebies and bribes. Okay, so that's that for us for this week. Thanks, as always, for listening. Or, at the very least, thanks for downloading and padding our stats, even if you haven't listened. Uh, thoroughly recommend that. If you get any of the things that we've that we've mentioned that we haven't got, if you've played fingerball, if you've got fingerball, if you've got one of these mysterious half-ball hoverballs, do, uh, do feel free to get in touch and tell us if and how they work. Tell us if they're good. Tell us if they're awful. Everyone have a very good Christmas. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Scott. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> goodbye from Aiden. And goodbye from Jamie. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. <laughs>